Hello once again, this is Vincent Tomasi from Guitar Player Magazine here on TrueFire.com and today's lesson is how to play like Dickie Betts. As most of you probably do know, Dickie Betts was one half of one of the most famous two guitar combinations in rock history with the Allman Brothers. Now when people think of the Allman Brothers, usually the first image that comes to mind is that great, the late great slide master Dwayne Allman. But make no mistake, Dickie was definitely a formidable guitarist in his own right, and he gave the band a country and jazz edge too. And another thing about Dickie Betts is he was one of the main architects between the Allman Brothers extended live jams that they were famous for. Now, a common misconception is that jamming is just about soloing for a long, long period of time and just playing up and down scales, and that's not what it's about at all. All the best jam bands, if you listen to them, they were about improvising music in the spur of the moment. And the way a lot of times they would do that was through theme and variation. They'd pick a melodic theme and extend on it and vary it and kind of bounce it off between the different members of the band. And Dickie Betts was a master at this. If you listen to his solos, sometimes he'll take a simple two or three or four note theme and just play on it and riff on it. But it doesn't get boring. It always stays interesting because there's a common theme that it's going back. He's not concerned with playing fast. He's not concerned with showing off. He's concerned with taking that theme and making a cohesive musical statement. But before we look at the examples, let's get in tune. So here is an A. Okay, now we're going to take a look at example one, and this is based on just a four-note E major pentatonic shape played right up there on the 12th fret. It's really easy. You can play it mostly with your first and third fingers using hammer-ons and pull-offs. But what's really cool about this is from the original four notes, you'll see how Dickie Betts can use restatement, elongation, and the shifting of rhythmic accents to make it more interesting and to sort of stretch out the phrase and use four simple notes as the basis for improvisation. First, I'm going to play it slow and then we're going to play it with some backing tracks. Here we go, slow. One, two, three, four. And now with backing tracks. was very reminiscent of something Dickie would have played on songs like Jessica or Blue Sky, which had a real country vibe to it. But another side to his playing was um, jazz and modal improvisation, which he took from inspiration like Miles Davis and John Coltrane. And I never had the chance to interview Dickie Betts himself, but I did speak with Butch Trucks, drummer from the Allman Brothers Band, and he said he didn't like when people only characterized them as a southern rock band because he said um, they were missing the jazz and modal influence. And he said when they were first forming, one of the albums that had a huge effect on them was Miles Davis' Kind of Blue. And if uh, you're into modal improvisation, definitely check out that album, Miles Davis' Kind of Blue. But anyway, the Almonds were one of the first bands to use modal improvisation in the rock format. And example two is based on the A-Dorian mode, which is the second mode of the major scale.
We'll play this slow and then we'll play this up to tempo. Here we go slow. One, two, three, four. Now the fingering on that one was a little bit trickier than on the first one. So what you want to do is you want to start in the fourth position and right in that first measure, the four to five slide, do that with your first finger. Same thing goes for the same exact figure that's played in the fifth measure. Now the last beat of the sixth measure, when you're playing the A on the fifth fret of the high E string and then you're jumping to the D on the tenth fret, you're going to play that A with your first finger, then you're going to jump to the 10th fret with your pinky and do those pull-offs, the uh, triplets there. And the last three notes where you're going from the 7th fret F sharp to the 8th fret G to the 10th fret A all in the B string, the first two notes, the F sharp and the G, you're going to hammer on with your first to your second finger. And to get to that A, when you're sliding from the 8th to the 10th fret, just slide with your second finger and that should kind of help you through the lick. Now we're going to play it up to tempo. Well, I hope playing these two examples gave you some ideas that you'll want to incorporate into your own solos. You can try that as an exercise next time you're playing with a band or even with somebody else or jamming on your own, instead of just running through scales as fast as you can or playing the same old licks, try to pick a little melodic phrase and see if you can come up with your own theme and variations and see if it takes your playing to some new and interesting places. I bet it will. Anyway, once again, I am Vincent DeMassi for Guitar Player Magazine here on TrueFire.com. Thanks so much for listening to my lesson. I'm going to leave you with a little bit more music and I'm going to throw in two more examples of the bet style in there for you to listen for. One is the pre-bend where he likes to bend a note beforehand before striking it and then um, bend up or bend down to it. And another is the volume swell where he would use his volume knob on his guitar to imitate the bowed effect you get with a violin bow. So you can listen for those two things on my outro music. Thanks again for listening.